Okay, so here's the thing. If you want to start manifesting some desires, you're going to have to stop asking and start demanding. Why is this so important to stop asking and start demanding? Well, I think a lot of people are going to find the answer to be surprising because knowing this is going to determine what you're going to get out of life. I'm Stephen Kenyon. Glad to have you back for today's Kinetic Belief Law of Attraction podcast. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Hi, Megan. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. That was a quick draw. I wasn't I, expecting that. I'm just that. so excited about being back today. Feel, you know, after a few days off, yeah. you kind of get a little antsy. Yes. A uh, quick holiday, but a great holiday. Was yours good? <sighs> so good. Did not see you over the holiday. Mm, I was hiding. <laughs> from who? <laughs> I'm just hiding because I, you know, I when you start eating a lot of food, you you I don't know, it kind of drives you into the shadows. I sort of had an anti-holiday. What's I, I just that? well, I just ate really healthy and sort of fought, fought against, raged against the holiday. Uh, that's good. <laughs> Rage against the holiday. That's really cool. That's very rare for me to do that. But I ate really healthy and I made a point to run on the beach and just have some meditative time. I spent the entire holiday alone and it was fabulous. Awesome. I feel very centered today. Well, you know, did you look at the title? Stop asking, start demanding. So excited about this title. I finally, I feel like I'm going to get an excuse today for being so demanding. Now, would you consider yourself? <laughs> would you consider yourself to be a, a fairly determined person when it comes to you? Oh yes, to me, to everything really? in life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I do know that, and for those of you maybe that are just new to kinetic belief and law of attraction, you uh, one of the first things you need to know that if you want to change anything in your life, you you change yourself. Whoa! Don't don't uh, be in the business of trying to change people around you. Don't even try to change circumstances by uh, applying pressure to circumstances. It all begins with you. That's where the change is going to happen. That's a big one. And so that's why I ask, you know, I know that you're determined, but you say with yourself, well, do you push yourself by asking a lot of yourself? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think so. And, but I have to say, I, I definitely go through different phases. You know, I'll, I'll allow, I like balance in life. So I like sort of little sprints of pushing myself. And then I also really um, love the downtime and, and taking a moment for myself. So yeah, absolutely. Well, I can, you know, and I'll vouch for that knowing you like I do. You push yourself. You are one of the most determined people I know. But I do have to say that it has to be something I'm passionate about. You won't find a lazier person if I'm not interested in what what we're doing. <laughs> well, so I don't know that that's a bad thing. Yeah, you know? I have to be passionate about it or there's it's a no-go. But I you know, I would actually say I don't think the word lazy is <laughs> is the right word. If you're sure. not interested in something, you just you're, you're, it's not like you're just, you, you go to bed. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you're still, you're still no. energized and you're still involved, but you're just not putting your attention and your creative attention toward the thing that yeah. you're not interested yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think I definitely demand.
demand and um, ask a lot of myself. But like I said, I, I, I feel like I have a very nice balance. You know, my goal is always to enjoy life. So enjoying mm-hmm. it in the difficult pursuits and the in the fast pace of a pursuit. And then and then also in the in the meditative slowing down time. Well, I, I also know that as a kinetic believer, um, someone that has been using the law of attraction for a, yeah. a long time, mm-hmm. that yeah. you are also quick to give yourself a pass if if you realize that you know this is not it this is not what you esteem to see come to pass in your life so you you know i, I think that um you are somebody certainly that that does not suffer from guilt oh <laughs> <laughs> guilty Megan. absolutely not <laughs> no. i you know i a long time ago maybe even in my early teenage years i had just this huge epiphany moment of just having having this thought of get off of me i you know i i know who i am i know my intentions i know my motives i trust them they're good and yeah no guilt here Oh, Heck no. Yeah, so you Mm-mm. give yourself a pass. <laughs> well, and you know, I think that um, it's yeah. important also to to say right here out at the very beginning that we know that in quantum physics, that observation changes things. And so, and if again, it's so important, especially with the topic, stop asking and start demanding. If you want to change anything at all, you change yourself. Yeah, change oh, yourself. So don't think that you got to start making demands of other people to see good things show up in your life. I, ha- I have to say that that specific thing that you just said that was a huge turning point. So I understood kinetic belief. The the part that you just said about making sure that you're only changing yourself. Mm, if you want to yeah, change a yeah. thing or a circumstance, you you okay. What can I change about me? That was a huge turning point. I already had kinetic belief, law of attraction, understood. I was already working on that. But then when I committed to that way of thinking, that's when I have to say everything really turned around permanently for me. Give me an example. Oh man, so let's just say back in the day, this would be many years ago, but I um, would have a lot of familial relationship um, tug of wars, Mm -hmm. I guess, you Mm -hmm. know, just with um, obligatory things, which I'm sure so many people are familiar with, but instead of looking and going, well, why did they do this? Or why did they say that? Or they can't make me do this. I just started looking in and looking in and looking in. And that led to me setting boundaries for myself, healthy boundaries, standing up for myself in Mm. a positive, non-judgmental way to these people. And it just, it actually made those relationships much healthier. But all I did was change myself and I stopped trying to change them. That is so healthy. It's it's the way you mature and you grow up. And that's exactly what you're doing. And I would say mature in in that you're advanced. Mm-hmm. your mind and Growth. your body and, and your soul absolutely and you're doing it the correct way yeah yeah that's huge though I think and I feel like if you can really get a hold of that concept to where you know anytime anything comes up that isn't quite sitting right with you and and your gut reaction you've trained yourself to automatically look within that's huge I mean that's just that's breakthrough well what we're talking about today these are the very things that keep you in trouble people are always just staying (laughs) tied up in their underwear because they're trying to figure out how to change their environment change people around them and absolutely and, and here here's here's the thing too the the English language is it, it's really challenging to a kinetic believer, the legalistic kinetic believer, somebody that is working the law of attraction, hmm. because we don't really understand um, some of some of the 
the, the things that we're trying to accomplish, there's, it's hard to understand it with the words that we use that are common to us in the English language. Yeah. Uh, for example, um, well, the English, English is a, it's really an inefficient language. And so for, take, for example, and I was looking at this in our title today, ask. Just take the word ask. It is actually, there, there are two different definitions for asking. You can ask with, in a weak way to, to try to, just to see what the answer might be. I'm, gonna, I'm going to ask you if I can you know, turn, off, turn off this lamp. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I don't really have, I don't have a dog in the fight. So if you want the lamp turned off, I'll turn it off. If you want it on, I'll turn it on. So that's a, that is a double-minded position that I've taken for asking about the lamp being on or off. And then there is a definition for the word of ask that is a demand. I'm going to ask of you, or I'm going to actually ask of myself by putting a demand on me to to do a thing. Hmm. Because we're talking about changing self. Right. So, you know, English, it's just, it's full of of homonyms, words that are, are spelled the same and they're just pronounced uh, and it pronounced the same, but they have different meanings. Imagine the confusion of somebody trying to learn English. We've talked about this before, mm-hmm. trying to learn uh, the English language for the first time. A, a tire is the round rubber thing on a car, and it's what <laughs> happens to you if you stay awake too long. So what? I'm going to change the tire. <laughs> oh, you're going to stay awake. No, I'm going to change. But that kind of a, stuff, it, it, it great, does matter. That's a great point. And I love the idea of just that intent behind different, like you were talking about asking. And I was thinking, I imagine myself, you know, my arms are full and I'm walking, I'm, I'm about to walk into a facility and I say, oh, can you get the door for me? Can you imagine if someone went, I don't know. I don't have the right tools. I don't think I can. No, I mean, you you have 1 million percent expectation. That's a demand. That's yeah. not a question. Right. But it right. is a question. Yeah. So yeah. that's interesting. Well, so, and you know, there are different, like the Hebrew language is, is just vivid and concise and it's poetic. And the the Greek language was technical, efficient, an efficient, excellent tool for communicating thought and for writing things down. So I think that, you know, anytime in my recommendation for anyone that is journaling their kinetic belief and expecting to see an outcome, make sure that you you go through the mental gymnastics of putting a demand on your expectations and uh, understand the, the weakness of something like asking to see if you receive. Mm-hmm. There is a dogmatic approach to successful uh, attractors, and those are people that to put a demand on expecting to see what they are expecting to see, and nothing will turn them away from what they're desiring. I love that, how you just said that to ask in a wishful way is weak, and it is weakness. Yeah. Absolutely is. It's weakness, and it's, it's double-mindedness, mm-hmm. which means it's not going to perform for you. Uh, the wind can change directions and you'll change what you are asking for or it, you put a time limit on it. And so since you asked for it, if I don't see it by next Thursday, well, I'll just move on to something else. Right. You know, it's amazing how, how much that intent and that demand and that mindset changes not only how you ask, but what you're asking for. Because in order to demand something, you sort of have to back all the way up and convince yourself that it's even possible, step one. And then it leads to that demand. 
Well, and this, you know, I was just thinking about um, some text scripture from the the Christian Bible, and there's one there's one scripture in there that says, as a verse that says, "You have not because you ask not." Mm, yeah. Well, the the issue there is, I mean, when you when you do the translation, and, and that's what we are working with is quantum uh, in quantum physics and with kinetic belief and the substance of belief and the law of attraction, all those things. Um. The the actual word translated ask from the Greek in that context means to put a demand on. Yeah. And so what happens is people of that particular faith, when they approach it by going, well, I, I don't have because I'm not asking. Well, in their mind, they're asking to see if they can. And that's the, the incorrect interpretation. So what we what we need to understand and understand this, our objective is to always be successful in attracting what we are believing to see and manifesting that. So you never, in that sense, ask for a thing. You don't ask if you don't ask to receive or to have your body healed from sickness. You demand it. I like you don't that. ask for a million dollars in your bank account. You demand it. You put a demand on that. You you visualize it from your highest viewpoint. Create a thought form for the million dollars. And you put a demand on it, and nothing is going to change that. You have made a demand. It now is a conviction, which means that conviction becomes an article of faith of yours. And no matter what, you will not come off of an article of faith. You will not come off of the conviction. You will not turn from the the demand. And there is nothing that will ever stop you from the ask. And I love how when you, you know what you're saying it's so powerful because that distinction really it's it's literally the difference between manifesting or not manifesting. Um That's I mean because you said the million dollars in the bank it made me imagine um walking up to um get money out of your bank account and you're asking you know let me get $2000 out and the teller goes no no I don't think so. <laughs> right. That's exactly <laughs> I mean, right. You're asking the teller but what you're really doing is you're putting a demand on what belongs to you exactly. to show up. Which to me denotes that it already exists. That's correct. That's that is the magic of it if you want to call it magic but that's the reality of it. So look, here here's the thing. It, according to the quantum universe, everything that can happen happens. Since the beginning of recorded time, awareness of what could be has changed things. So you go back to the time of K people, mm-hmm. and they became aware of other possibilities beyond staying in the cave and rubbing two sticks together mm-hmm. and whatever. Yep. And as they begin to imagine these other variations of life and the way it could be, well, they come out of the cave, and next thing you know, they've got a big lighter, and they're living in the, <laughs> at the, in the two-story house at the end of the cul-de-sac. So you advance yourself, your mind, body, and soul by imagining things, and then you continue to hold that thought form until you see it. The simple act of observation, that's what changes things. And the stronger a person's conviction is for a specific outcome, well, that increases the likelihood that they're going to see it. And the, more, the stronger the conviction, the more it becomes absolute that you're going to see it. For example, landing a specific job well, you're going to be persistent. You, you've put a demand on You're not asking for a job in a way that, well, let me just see what they say. Now, a kinetic believer in the law of attraction, 
you have in mind that job that you you are going to have, and you put a demand on yourself for the job. You're going to remain persistent in imagining it and being grateful for it and seeing yourself functioning in that particular job, which, and that's the intentional use of kinetic energy toward what you are believing to come to pass. Or the same is true if you're starting a company or if you're just closing a sale, you're selling a car or an insurance policy, you're closing a deal, whatever it is, you are assuming that it is done. You're putting a demand on yourself for the kinetic energy it doesn't matter what it's going to take. You're going to close that deal. You see it done already. And now it's not all going to be up to you because here's what happens. And this is where this is where this is always so cool to me is that things begin to materialize that you never imagined. That's outside of your expectation. That's going to bring what you are imagining to pass. I really like how you're basically telling us that in order to put a demand on something you have to create a foundation for the conviction in order to place that demand on something, which is a really cool process to mentally go step by step through. Because to just point to something and say, I demand that, well, that's that's going to be, if it's too watered down, you can't place that demand day after day after day. So understanding kinetic belief, how it works, the physics of everything, the science behind it, and then that creates this conviction within you it's almost like that it's almost as if the demand part is byproduct you know because you're so convinced yeah the demand is is a, another way of looking at it that's your posture you have demanded mm, like you have demanded of yourself to stand you are expecting to see you will continue to, to expect you have placed that demand on yourself look there's a, a cognitive difference between asking for something as if you're asking someone else for permission and then asking for something as though you're making the demand on yourself to receive that expected outcome. So you're visualizing it. Take the job again, for example. You're seeing yourself in that position. And ABC Company, is where is, those are the people you've approached. You're talking to them about the job. And let's say they just didn't have the opening. But that's fine. That has nothing to do with the demand you put on yourself to be in that position. It could be... Uh, DEF company that comes along and offers you even a better position for that. But the universe now, the substance of the thing that you are hoping for begins to be attracted to you to change the circumstances in your life, to align with your expectation. This has to happen. This is not something that may or may not. If you are doing your part as a demanding kinetic believer using the law of attraction it has to happen. The universe cannot, it, it doesn't function. There's not an, a, a different way for the universe to, to function. Particles are particles and uh, like kind attracts like kind. Your job in all of this is to maintain that conviction, maintain that article of faith, that vision, imagination of seeing yourself successfully standing in the position that you have imagined to receive. I really love the word that you just used, uh, posture. You know, that this is going to be a posturing because that denotes in my mind an aggress an aggression. You are becoming aggressive for this thing that you want to need to demand to receive. And being reminded of the need for that aggression is so important, I think. Yeah, sure. Just that you need the because it's so easy to be become sort of have this watered down version of all this. 
and and you're all of a sudden you find yourself oh please 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 genie in a bottle universe mr universe please help me and that's not it at all i mean that is so far removed from what we're needing to do it's it's just that's a wonderful point that posture of aggression that you're in control you settled it it is it is forever once and for all that's settled in quantum physics we know that there is an intelligent bias for all of creation period there is an intelligent bias so so how does the bias work I mean, understanding this, it goes so far in helping you to uh, remain postured in that position of expecting to see what you are imagining to see. The, the way the bias works is for every one billion antiparticles in the universe, there are a billion particles plus one. This, the one extra particle, that represents the bias of the God particle, otherwise known as the Higgs boson. And so the one extra particle creates mass. It is the directive throughout all of the universe to augment form. So following the Big Bang, kinetic belief is the bias that continues to reveal the substance of your conviction. It it reveals the substance of your desire, and it does it for all of us. That's how we're all created. This works for every single person, whether you believe it or not. This is the way that you're, you're going through this life. You're dragging yourself through the substance in the creative universe, creating circumstances that are exact replicas of the things that you've been believing, the things that you've been saying. You're not experiencing anything in this life that is not a direct um, uh, result of the things that you've been imagining to see. You're not experiencing anything that is outside of what you've been talking about. There is a substance on the, there's quantum physical substance in the words that you speak. There's quantum physical substance in your thoughts and imaginations, and those create. What's your take on words that uh, maybe we even use them as slang, or we just sort of spit them out, but they don't have like a specific intention behind them? Um, Like, oh, you're laughing at a joke. You say, oh man, that kills me. Um, Do you think, do you avoid saying things like that? Do you think those have power? I avoid it. I I avoid it because, and here's the reason why. Um, The question is, does it have power in it? If, if it doesn't have the intent behind the words, it's less likely to uh, be physically expressed in the natural. Mm -hmm. Now, what I mean by that is that the intention is the expectation. You can have reckless speech and careless speech and it not necessarily manifest, but here's what happens is the substance of your faith uh, which is originated from the subconscious, it doesn't know what to believe. It's not a believer. It's, it's just responding to what you are saying and thinking. In this sustained speech, if you continue to say something over and over and over, then you are attracting substance to what you're repeatedly saying. There's an intention behind it. But I try to avoid saying things flippantly that I don't intend because... I am in, I'm in the business of kinetic belief. What that means is I want there to be inertia to what I'm speaking and saying. And so if I say one thing with an intention to see it, I, I expect to see a million dollars in my bank account, for example. And then I jokingly say, ah, you know, I'm broke. I can't afford to go to the movies tonight, so I just think I'll stay home. Well, that's a contradiction to what I was saying before. And so now what I've done is I've lessened the inertia, the kinetic energy behind that substance of what I was hoping to see. And so whatever I was attracting through the law of attraction monetarily to, to uh, like kind 
has all of a sudden stopped. I've stopped it in its tracks. It could, it could very well have shown up tomorrow, but what I did is I hit the brakes. I stopped attracting the substance of that imagination by speaking something that was a contradiction to what I was hoping to see. So by all means, I avoid that, even though it's not necessarily by me saying it once going to attract the, the negative thing. It'll just stop the positive thing. It is a neutralizer. Um, everything that you're that you just described that's really a high level of focus and energy that's required to do that 24 7 how do you maintain that level because that again it's such a high level of energy and focus how do you maintain that all the time because I think a lot of us we find ourselves doing it some of the time and then frankly you get kind of tired mentally tired mentally lazy whatever or or goodness maybe you just forget because our bad habits are the are the result of decades some of them it's almost impossible to do this unless you are kinetically journaling if you are kinetically journaling to believe to see that's how you master this that's how you become a uh, that's how you are mastering the universe around you and the life that you're living that's what the one percenters do is that they you from the highest viewpoint that means that you're looking within to recognize and realize your original purpose why are you here who are you What are you supposed to be doing? Those are the questions you ask yourself. And then with those answers, you take those and you write those down. Don't allow them to come and go and just go, oh, that was interesting. You better (laughs) better take time out and pay attention to yourself. And, And don't look at yourself through the lens and the filter and thoughts of other people, those influencers that have been around you all your life. This is about you and only you. This has nothing to do with anybody else. This is about you. So you look within and you determine the answer to those questions. Just the basic fundamentals. You don't have to elongate that. Not yet. It's going to be revealed in time. But you just want to start with the very, at the very beginning with the very basic. What makes you you? What do you like? What are your aspirations? What, what, what do you enjoy? What, what are you attracted to when you see the, the world that you're in? Who are you? Now, if, you, if you're quiet long enough and you think about that and meditate on those questions, the answers will come. And you may have to go back to your childhood, those first dreams you had, the first things that delighted you to cause you to spin around in, in, the, in circles and to laugh and jump and play. What was that? Who are you? Now, once you've determined that, the purpose within your soul, don't let anything distract your steps. Don't let anybody turn you away from that because that's where you're going to begin. And so you begin kinetically. What I mean kinetically, this is kinetic is just the the big fancy word for inertia or sticking to it. That's the demand part that we're talking about today. The kinetic energy, the demand that you're putting on yourself means that I am going to determine right now that this is the how I see my life holistically speaking. In every direction. This is how I see myself living, how I see myself dressing. This is the way I look. This is how I feel when I get up in the morning all day. This is the way I see me when I look at myself in the mirror. This is how I see me when I'm looking down on me from 300, 500 feet in the air. And I'm seeing my life and my home and my family and my friends. I see my, the, the money that I have in my, my account, my net worth. I see myself happy and joyous. I see myself healthy, and I'm not under the influence of anything but joy. And I'm going through this life living the highest expectation for myself. Now, all this is possible. None of, this, is, this is not some utopia that you just dream about and hope. No, this is, this is the real thing. Because you, by you being able to imagine it, that means it exists already. 
This is not something you're going to have to carve out of, out of life. This already exists. It's already on the inside of you. The particles of everything you can imagine and think about and hope for, they already exist. You're not going to create something that isn't there. So what you're going to do is you're going to unbecome everything that your imaginations are not. Rather than trying to become something that you're not. You already are what you imagine to be. So you start unbecoming all of the negative influencers that you have attracted from the day you were born. All of the border bullies that have spoken into your life that have ridiculed you, judged you incorrectly, that have formed negative thoughts and images that have put condemnation on you. And you, you start working at casting all of that down and seeing the truth of who you are by journaling the, the visions that you are imagining to see. Then you begin holding those thought forms and you're holding those and you're becoming grateful for it and you're seeing it as already something that's come to pass. You're not waiting anymore to see this. So this is what you're doing through your, your meditation and your imagination. And you are doing this every day and you do it. And I say, you know, start three or four times a day. Do it for you know breakfast, lunch, and then before you go to bed at night. Throw another one in the afternoon. And you, you make yourself do this. It's like brushing your teeth or having a cup of coffee it doesn't you don't have to go to some uh uh special uh, room to to have these thoughts you can do it uh, in in the car or wherever wherever you happen to be in the grocery store just take a moment think about it. think about see yourself in this way and as you hold those thoughts and those imaginations then it becomes easier to your question and to your point that you're not having to to struggle with this. And all of a sudden, you'll find yourself, you're not going to be saying those silly things that were undermining your aspirations anymore. You stop the stupid talk. You stop saying those dumb things or agreeing with friends who are saying, just being silly and crazy with some of the things. You stop participating in that. And by all means, you stop feeding on negative source energy. You stop watching negative news, having negative conversations, talking about people, judging them, saying things that are just ugly because all of that, listen, all of that is an actual, in, in quantum physics, whatever you are observing to see, that's called a desire. It doesn't mean you necessarily want it. It's just the observation is a desire. And so your desires will, when you keep continue in that, it'll come to pass. That's why so many people, whatever negative life they're living right now, they continue to live it. They keep saying, they keep talking about the things that they don't want. And so they keep having the things they don't want rather than only focusing on and saying the things they do want. Wow, so I think it's really exciting that you're t- you're telling us to not only put a demand on you know physical things that we're trying to manifest, but you're really putting a demand on that vision of self that you believe for and that you're working to achieve. Because I think a huge part of this of of truly attracting these things that we're believing for is taking yourself seriously enough. Because that's something that's learned throughout your whole life, your, your self-perspective. And so putting a demand on who you are and how you see yourself, um, that's not where I thought you were going to go with this. <laughs> so I really like that, though. It's not just, oh, I'm demanding uh, you know, the job. I'm demanding the money. Well, that's fine, and, and that's all well and good. But you're really demanding that um, self-perspective that's correct. The demand is on yourself. Look, you have a built-in mechanism to believe and then see. This has nothing to do with 
um, extracurricular type abilities. You don't have to go out and compete with somebody to win the job. You don't have to, to take a million dollars from somebody else to have a million dollars. No, what you do is you have the ability to do and have anything you want because you have the ability to imagine, and that's where it happens. You don't have to be a genius for making a million dollars to have a million dollars. You already have the genius of creativity on the inside of you. And so what you're doing is by acknowledging that, you're putting a demand on yourself to stop seeing you in lack, to stop seeing you in sickness, to stop seeing you without the love of your life, to stop seeing you as somebody that needs a, a particular drug to get through the day or to get through the meeting at work. You stop seeing those in adequacies and you start to see yourself as a champion some and you start edifying yourself and building yourself up in all of those possibilities to celebrate the greatest most the best life you could possibly see yourself in because you have on the inside of you the ability to do that and that's the ability to accomplish and to have and to live the life of of your dreams of anything that you would desire to for it to be you talk so often about gratitude on here. Um, I want to understand that relationship between demanding, putting a demand on what you're believing for and gratitude, because it does seem like those would be intertwined very closely. And I just want to hear um, what you think about that. That's right. The The demand is expressed through gratitude. You know, you can say I'm demanding this, but now how do you demand something of yourself? You do it by the through the outward expression of gratitude, the outward expression, which is just another word of saying I'm celebrating. Well, what are you celebrating? I'm celebrating the victory. The victory of what? The victory of already having a, a received what I was believing to uh, manifest. So you're seeing in the present tense, you already in the job or already with the healed body, or maybe you're wanting to lose 20 pounds. Well, you're celebrating right now today because I have the expectation, I place the demand on myself to have lost 20 pounds. I'm not celebrating that, oh, I'm one day going to be 20 pounds less. No, I'm seeing myself, imagining to see myself, and I'm journaling what that looks like, what it feels like, what I'm doing today after I've lost the 20 pounds. And so I'm celebrating that. And through the gratitude, that's the expression of the demand. That's how I'm holding myself accountable to to, uh, manifest what I'm believing to see. So I'm not expecting it to happen in two months. I've already seen it. It's already come to pass. And so now my kinetic belief, which is going out there in front of me to attract what I'm believing to see, is going to be the inertia of, you know, I've got a desire to work out now, and I'm, I'm changing the things that I'm eating, not because it's part of a diet plan, but because it's something that my appetite is, is changing on the quantum level. In quantum physics, it's changing. My desires and quant- the quantum physical components of my desires are all changing to conform to the 20 pounds of weight that I see myself as having already lost. This really puts a lot of the responsibility back on us. I mean, that's that's the theme here, right? Because I've heard so many philosophies that are really based in asking God or the universe for things as if, as if they are a king that could say yes and they could say no based on, you know, how they feel that day or whatever. But you're saying that, you know, this really has nothing, I mean, it has nothing to do with that. I mean, obviously there's something coming from the nothing, but we are generating that creative power, I guess. 
That's right. We have, and I keep talking about quantum physics a lot today because I think that that's where so much of this, you know, understanding that helps you to stay the course. I think understanding that you have authority in this universe, you have dominion in the universe, you were created in the image of the creator that in quantum physics scientists have discovered was right there before the Big Bang. There was a, a bias there that first imagined and then the bang came and then the imagination saw. Everything is by design. You and I, all of us, have that same substance on the inside of us. We have the ability to have bias and creative bias. And we know now just from experience and just through what we've observed in quantum mechanics that we can imagine through observation we can see something and actually change it to conform to what our beliefs are. So the exciting discovery is this. We have within us the creative ability to make choices. You can, you can choose nothing, and that's a choice. And as a result of choosing nothing, you become a victim. You're a victim to the expectations and the aspirations of people around you. You are a victim to whatever's going on in the world around you that you've not chosen to make a decision about. We can align ourselves with negative source energy, or we can align ourselves with... Um, uh, original source, positive energy, which is expansion. That's you're expanding your mind and your body and your soul. You're advancing toward perfected completion when you do that. And so we do this through the conviction of our thoughts by putting a demand through our thoughts and what we expect to see. That means I am not going to, now that I've determined what my purpose is in this life, I'm not going to turn to the left. I'm not turning to the right. You can't convince me of something else. I have a conviction. These are my, see, I've journaled them right here. These are my articles of faith. I, and, this, and this is unique to me. I'm not going to confer with you because you're not me. I'm not going to change my mind because of what they're saying on the news because it, this is me. That's them. You're you. We're all different and we celebrate our differences because once you've imagined from your highest viewpoint, a thought form, your desire to see what you've imagined to come to pass becomes your conviction and you see the conviction as an article of faith and you're not going to ask yourself what you want regarding the conviction from that moment on. It's settled. You've written it down. You've got kinetic belief. You're, you're acting. You're putting an action toward what you're believing to see come to pass. From now on, your desire has become a demand. In other words, whatever it takes, whatever is required, you will not be moved from your conviction. It has nothing to do with anything anymore. In fact, you, you're seeing it already, so what's to move? Why are you going to move from what you're already seeing? Why would you move away from a million dollars that you now have in your account? You're seeing it in your account, so you're not going to move away from that. That would be just ridiculous. Well, that's how you have to become so... Con the conviction is so strong. Your imagination is so clear it's an article of faith, and it's the very thing you've been hoping to see your entire life. Are you kidding me? 20 pounds less, and I feel great, and I look great, and it's the body I've always wanted. Why would I stop? You know, all of this, again, it, it just keeps bringing to mind that when you are working to attract a specific thing into your life, or you're just working to attract this, this overview of this perfect life that you can imagine, that it really is based in the foundation that you're building you're building a foundation through the journaling through the vision boards through gratitude and affirmations and I just love that concept that you know don't just dive right in don't skip way ahead and skip all these steps you know build that foundation make sure that that you have something that you're standing on that's going to last you through this entire process um 
what would you say to someone who's listening and, and they're and they're thinking and they're going, you know, this makes a lot of sense and, and everything you're saying, I believe it, it makes sense. However, you know, I don't I don't feel like I put a demand on the sickness or I don't feel like I put a demand on the poverty that I'm in. So how do I reconcile that? Well the first thing that I would say, don't put a demand on sickness or poverty. In fact, those are no longer a part of your life. Those aren't in your imaginations and never again consider sickness. Don't ever consider poverty or lack or not having any of that. You consider wellness, wholeness, health. You consider money, prosperity. You consider abundance. Don't consider consider the negative thing because that becomes a desire and you will see it. You will attract the very negative thing that you're thinking about. So you only meditate on and think about. Imagine this. You're in a universe where there's no lack. You're in a place where there's no sickness, there's no disease. So it's no longer, it, can be, it cannot be part of your vernacular or part of your conversations. You can't talk about it anymore. You're just imagining to see the perfected thing, the good thing. And that's how you, that's how you make the difference. And that's where you begin. So it sounds like it's really important to just be aware of, of the topic that you're focusing on and not even, not even so much the semantics of it. But for example, let's talk about poverty. You're just going, man, I don't want to be poor. Gosh, I hate being poor, man, being poor sucks. And so that's a focus, you know, even though you're focusing on it negatively, it's still a focus. That's exactly right. So instead of being uh, anti-poverty, you're pro being rich. That's exactly right. Because if you're that's still good. considering the negative source energy, you're still thinking about, I'm just so broke. I'm just so tired of being broke that I want to be rich. I've decided I'm yeah. I'm imagining to be rich now because I don't like being broke. You're still considering brokenness. Which I think is something, that, I think that's very important to acknowledge that because we are living, we're always living in the residual. You know, we're always living in the thing that we have been speaking that we have been focusing on and so when you first start this process everything that you see is going to be in contradiction to the good things you're saying that's exactly right let's take the diet thing again as an example okay if you if you say to me i i've decided that i want to lose 20 pounds and okay. i say to you why and you say because I, i'm tired of being 20 pounds overweight Burr. Wrong answer. You're not going to do it. Okay. You may lose 20 pounds, but guess what you're going to do? You're going to put it right back on. Yeah. No, if I say, why do you want to lose 20 pounds? And you, and you say, because it feels great. Because I look great. Because I have energy. Yeah. I can do so much more now because I'm 20 pounds. I've, I've, and you don't even say I'm 20 pounds less, less than what? Because now you're, again, you're, you are acknowledging having been overweight. You're just saying, I like the way I am at this particular weight. And that becomes your entire uh, imagined universe. Mm. I really like how everything that you're telling us to do in this episode, they're these really, honestly, they're, they're very small tweaks but they have these huge repercussions, positive and negative. So, you know, something as simple as not asking, but asking in this demanding way, or, you know, the, the differentiation between I want to lose 20 pounds or I feel great, I weigh this much, you know, being pro the positive thing that you're, that you're manifesting. Those are, again, it's like small mental tweaks, but huge, huge results. You got to check your motive and make sure it's not because yeah, of it. Get good. the negatives out of your motive, get them out of your thoughts, your imaginations. They don't, they no longer, 
exists. You can't be sick and tired of being broke and want and, and unhealthy. Therefore, you're going to make money and be healthy because sick and tired is still part of your expectation. It's still yeah. in your your realm of possibilities. And so to be successful at a, a law of attractor, a successful kinetic believer, you remove the negative possibilities from your world, mm-hmm. from the world of your imaginations. That's they good. no longer exist. It's not, they're not going to exist any longer when I get there. No, right now, the moment you imagine to see the perfected outcome, those negative things don't exist. Now yeah. you might be, somebody else may look at you and think, well, what are you talking about? You're you look 20 pounds overweight to me. Well, first thing I would get rid that's no longer a friend of mine. <laughs> You're still fat. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Look You're at, fired. Look at you. No. No. So you, um, you, yeah. you surround yourself with people that only edify and encourage and champion you. Yeah. And ideally... There are also people that understand what you're doing. Get around some other kinetic believers in the law of attraction. Make those your friends and your acquaintances. Hang out with those people and put others, everybody else on notice. I mean, this is so important to you that it's not worth throwing away your best life so you can still hang out with Wanda from the second grade. <laughs> Wanda, hit the road. Wanda, come with me to a <laughs> come with yeah, me to a workshop to and, and let's let's get busy mastering the universe around us. Yeah, get on board or get out of my way. You know? <laughs> exactly I mean, right. really. But this is I really again, I just love the aggression that this is giving us because it does take a a, a bit of a dig deepness <laughs> to get through these things. And um and I love what you said that get rid of the negative possibilities, you know, get rid of the what ifs and the plan B, um, you know, failure is not an option for you. And again, I just love that. Get rid of the negative possibilities because they don't exist. They, sh- they that, don't exist. That's right. And part of this too is you don't want to have any more rational. You don't want to rationalize this with you. A rationalization <laughs> is, is stop just being rational. Yeah. <laughs> stop. You, you've got to, because um, that's just, you're trying to talk good. yourself into it and you're giving yourself reasons and reasonings are always going to be sounded off of a negative thing. I want to lose 20 pounds because I need to lose 20 pounds. You just missed it. You'll put it right back on because it's still part of your imagination. It's still part of that, that possibility uh, of, of, of possibilities in your, your imaginings and the vernacular of your mind, if you will. So you've, you have to delude yourself enough to say, this is what I'm meditating to see and what I'm believing to see. Here's the thing. I am so passionate about this because it has moved now for the first time in the history of humanity on planet Earth. It's moved beyond um, the knowledge of all the religions where belief is concerned. It's moved beyond the um, thought processes of, 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 you know, philosophers and and we now have science. Technology is quickly expanding our knowledge concerning imaginations. And now we've caught up with and, and every, all these the, the different uh, ways approach, of approaching life through the religions of the world and the um, uh, f- philosophical uh, perusings of, of writers. And, and we now understand why the one percenters are so successful and the beliefs and observations uh, the results of e- experimental findings have been astounding to researchers since 2012 and actually before that. But now all these roads have intersected. For example, in, in quantum physics, the simple act of observation, we now know it changes things. And in, in other words, when it's observed electrons 
behave like particles and not like waves. Now, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. So we're, we're getting down to the, to the, the quantum uh, example of, of what we're talking about with belief. So now we're understanding something, and it's becoming really important to us because it's not any longer just a, re- a requirement of faith or belief. In the laboratory, the quantum theory data demonstrated that observation affects reality. That's a big deal. I'm telling you. According to the Wiseman Institute of Science, one of the most bizarre premises of quantum theory, which has long fascinated both philosophers and the physicists, it states that by the very act of observing, the observer affects the observed reality. The substance of belief... As directed by the imagination, what it creates a biased outcome. Again, it's a huge deal. What does that mean for us? We now understand why when one person imagines the outcome of a desire as a demand that they've made upon themselves, we now understand why it happens. We now can we we, we have the nuts and bolts of why it happens. While another person that just repeatedly ask themselves what they would like to desire today, well, the question lacks conviction. It lacks a demand. So what this has proven to us, what we now know, is the very thing that the world's spiritual philosophers have believed for hundreds if not thousands of years, the conviction of kinetic belief, it puts you in control of the universe around you. People are already surrounded by the things, like I was saying, that they've been imagining. The life that you're living is based upon the things that you've been talking about, good or bad. So that's why this is important. That's why I am so passionate about this. Because right now, for the first time, you don't have to be super educated or born on the right side of the tracks. You don't have to be a, um, a genius. You just have to recognize the genius that's already within you to live a life expressed by your heart's desire. I want to talk for a moment about just really the nuts and bolts of this. So when you talk about putting a demand on something, what is the process of demanding that thing? So are you asking a question with an intent behind it? Or is that more the gratitude affirmation? How do you, um, you know, phrase it is, is what I'm trying to understand. So like, let's say I want to uh, put a demand on a million dollars. Are you just saying that we need to say, I have that thing or I demand that thing. What's the, what's the process behind that? Well, I think that for myself and the way that you do this is you start with a holistic approach with whatever it is. And okay, for your example, with your example for a million dollars, you begin with seeing yourself with the million dollars. And you're not justifying it. You don't say, I, I want a million dollars so I can uh, open a company and do this and do that. No, you see yourself as having already done that. So you think in present terms. So you're going to begin to kinetically believe, kinetically journal, um, and, and write these, these uh, holistic visual, visions out. And describe it. Be very descriptive. See your life with that already having come to pass. And then as you do that, then you stir up the emotions and the feelings to follow the gratitude of already having it. That's what you're being, that's, that's gratitude. Gratitude is not saying, um, I thank you universe for sending me a million. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. It's the excitement of walking through the gate of the amusement park because you are, you've arrived and you get to spend the day in the amusement park doing the things you love to do. 
So you're excited. So I'm excited that I have the million dollars that I've imagined to see. I'm excited that that million dollars is expressed in my life with the home of my, my heart's desire and the vehicles in the driveway and the ability to travel and to do and the ability to love unconditionally friends and family around me and to, to be a giver and not a taker. To be able to express my life in the, in the manner that this million dollars that I've reflected through my imaginations is demonstrating for me to see. And so and that's the process. And, you know, we, we just and we live by the conviction of that. We are we got a bounce in our step. We're not dragging around anymore. So you you purposefully bounce out the door. It doesn't matter what you feel like. Stop living by your feelings and, and your emotions because they change and you don't want to change your aspirations based on your feelings. So you purposefully bounce in your step, have verbal energy. Greet people you see, have a smile on your face, act like you feel good and you will feel good. Act like you got the million and it's coming because it's already yours. You're calling things that perhaps you don't see or that be not as though they already were. That's how the substance of belief works. You're calling things into existence through gratitude, the present tense expression of already having it. You know, as you're talking, I, I'm I'm seeing this process, and and it takes so much to to see these things, to imagine these things that you can't physically see yet, and it takes so much bandwidth really to do that, and it it just makes it's just making me think. I think we're we're underestimating the importance of finding time, even if it's just for a moment a day, to be alone, because you can't do this when you're just surrounded by people all the time. You know, you go from work to home to work to home to dinner, whatever, and you're always with people. And so that also means that you're never really with just your thoughts. I think that we're, you know, I talked to a girl the other day and I told her that I had spent some time alone and, and she said, oh, well, we should have hung out. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, how dare you? I'm so sorry you were alone. Yeah, <laughs> That's but, right. but I no, think in right. our society, we, you know, we've, we've stigmatized being alone as this negative thing or this even a boring thing. But this is something that will absolutely be required to be successful at this. If you're not, and most people are not, if you're not purposing to be alone, you, you've got to start doing that because when, look, when you are alone and you're imagining to see the best version of yourself from those, uh, those times when you are uh, able to not be dis, uh, distracted by the thoughts and ideas of others, that's where you're going to begin to really get a sense of how wonderfully made you are, how beautiful life is in the universe around you. Because you're walking down the hallways of the mansion you've imagined. You see your you're seeing yourself driving the vehicle of your that you've won, always wanted, the money in your account, the health that you've always imagined yourself having, the kind of body that you've got. You're seeing yourself surrounded by friends who celebrate and champion you, that you're edifying them. There is a, uh, a reciprocal relationship around every corner that people are unconditionally loving you and you are returning it as well. Are you kidding me? That's what it means to be alone? Sign me up. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Here, here's the thing. Throughout history, the law of kinetic belief has been quietly and secretively used by a select few to achieve great success. Actually, the world's religions have attracted followers by using the law of kinetic belief, just like gravity and the, the singularity dimension, the bias or conviction of what you believe it works for you or against you, whether you believe in it or not. So for people who've never considered the power of belief, they still know and they still 
still sense and feel the results of kinetic belief at work in their lives. The highest level of your success in life is ultimately going to be determined by your acceptance or your rejection of the way that things are and then your willingness to see things change. I think it's really cool how, as you're describing this whole process, you know, we've talked about the foundational part of it. We've talked about the conviction and then creating those imaginations of what you want to see manifest and and then putting a demand on it. It really makes me think of any creative process. You know, you are a composer. Um, I'm a musician, but I also paint as well. And so I really, I really found myself relating to this process through that creative outlet that we that we both have because imagine if you know like for example we just talked about the need to be alone and when you're in that creative process imagine if you were composing a new piece and there were always people watching you constantly telling you their thoughts their ideas you you would never compose anything and so just being able to get to that place where you can meditate and see that and it just it, it requires a very different lifestyle than most of us are used to. In that example, you can compose in that situation, but you're composing from a competitive place. Mm. You are composing, and, and when you compose from a competitive place, you are imitating. Yeah. You become an imitator of an art form. That's good. What it's we not want pure. to do, it's yeah. not pure, but what we want to do as a painter and, and a musician or a, <laughs> or a salesman or whatever it is you're doing in life is you want to be a creator. A creator takes nothing from anybody, and so you've got to answer honestly what you believe the the uh, the answer to the question of success is yeah okay so what is success success is actually being an original creator finding the original source of creativity within you how often are you willing to imagine specific goals and desires to come to pass look there there are a few ways that we control the intensity of our convictions and you you mentioned gratitude again asking a, a, and making a, a uh, comparison uh, between uh, um, conviction and and gratitude. Well, yeah. the more delight and gratitude that you inwardly demonstrate as though you have already received your desired outcome is going to determine the speed at which your image is manifested. The speed at which you will um, uh, delight in creating that beautiful painting that comes out of you that was not taught to you by someone else. Now, you can learn techniques and should from other people through observation, but you're going to get the original source of that design from within you or the the authentic original music that I'm composing. So the good news is this. You get to choose the amount of kinetic belief that you wish to appropriate to your imagination. And you begin by answering the question, how soon do I want my desire to manifest? And the answer to that question is going to determine how often you should edify the desire. In other words, how often you're going to be grateful for having already received it. I am so excited that I had the ability to play this piano the way that I want to play. And I've learned through the uh, dexterity of, and movement of my hands to be able to express the inward feelings and thoughts of my heart. So another question you should ask is, do you accept life as, as it comes and do you put up very little resistance to some insistent routine? Now, this is going to be important. This is where a lot of what we've been talking about today just breaks down. According to the, the Society for Personality and, and Social Psychology, much of our lives are taken up by habits that we've formed over our lifetime. And we were just talking about this the other day and observing some groups that we see socializing with, with each other. An important characteristic of a habit is that it's automatic. It's just an automatic way that you're going through your day. 
We don't always recognize habits in our own behavior. I mean, we just, we become, I mean, because it's just something that we're doing by rote. And once you've determined a conviction, it, it should just be, it, it becomes, uh, you know, just something that you, you want to always do. For example, a conviction, if you are journaling your highest viewpoint for a thought form, turn that conviction into what I like to call a standing order. In the military, a general order is always in force. And so you want to have that standing conviction, a standing order. You're not going to stop. You won't quit doing what you're doing so that you can... Uh, we can be so entertained by our changing imaginations that without conviction, without having uh, a standing order to see our lives change, you know, it's possible. I mean, most people, and I would say 99% of all people, go a lifetime doing the same thing over and over and over while believing to see something different. Studies show that about 40% of people's daily activities are performed every single day in almost the same situations. And But here's why. Most people use the habitual inner dialogue of asking, which is always going to be based in feelings. A demand has nothing to do with the way that you feel. So most people who desire greater results in life, they wish things were different, but something is always changing their minds before they change their lives. If you feel that you are stuck in routine, I'm telling you my prescription for edifying your desire to become a conviction, a demand, an article of faith, is a minimum of four times a day. Review your journal thoughts. Look at those thought forms until you see what you're believing for and be grateful for those. I I was taught to use the the four times daily routine when I was five years old, Megan, and and for positive, powerful results. The first thing in the morning when I awake, I say, I'm so grateful for, and I fill in the blank of what I'm believing to see right now at this point in my life. Because I I can see that right now already existing. It's already mine. I'm determined to see it. I choose to feel the excitement of having my desire. I delight in the sensation while using my imagination to see exactly what I desire. And so I say out loud, I say, I can see for our example, a million dollars. And I'm so excited that it's here. I'm so grateful that that it's mine and it's already done. And I do this again at lunch. I do it at dinner and I use those as benchmarks just so I don't forget to do it. And I do it when I go to bed at night. You see, the routine of edifying every single imagination, it continues until I see my desire manifest. I have found that if I'm willing to just stand forever, I'll never have to stand for long. It's going to happen. So don't put a time limit on kinetic belief working for you to attract what you're desiring. Once you determine what you want, don't ever again waver in that expectation. The majority of people, they live in this state of mediocrity. And what makes a person average? Being normal or just being average is an indication that somebody's more often than not, they're just double-minded, you know, and you can get me off of my conviction if you say the right thing or if you judge me in the wrong way or if, if for some reason, uh, you know, you're not um, in agreement with what I've told you I'm doing with my life. And they may get excited about the possibility of changing, but they are also open to persuasion. Tell them why they shouldn't and they won't. 
<laughs> and, that's, and that's usually how weak-minded most people are. That's so true. And I think it's really fascinating that it sounds like you stir yourself up and you elevate your intensity of conviction by aggressively speaking and journaling um, not just what you want to see, but what you want to feel. Because you've talked a lot about that feeling of, you know, the feeling of, oh, it's like I'm already at the amusement park because I'm so excited that I know I'm going, that I know I'm going to be there. So stirring yourself up and because I love that you told us how to gauge and how to um, up your intensity of conviction. And you can do that by aggressively speaking what you, um, well, you say, you're, you're speaking what you feel, but it's really what you want to feel, I guess. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. You, are, you're, you are speaking and you're saying aloud the very thing that you are imagining to see, and then you're grateful for it. Yeah. And your, your gratitude is the thing that's going to stir up those positive feelings. But never, and this is so important, don't be led by your feelings. They will cause you to become double-minded, and double-mindedness cancels out the kinetic belief that's required for you to see the better version of yourself through to completion. You've, and this is, you know, the world that we're in right now is such a, a challenge to the purposeful, uh, purposeful uh, kinetic believer that's using the law of attraction to improve their lives. And what the, the success is defined by advancing your soul and your mind and your body toward perfected completion. And we should be doing that every single day of our lives. How can you be better today than you were yesterday? Some of the challenges to that is, is absolutely going to come from media, social media, television, news, news reports, uh, rumors, um, fables, all of that stuff. Right now, one of the biggest challenges in the world, around the world, is fake news, for example, which is just simply disinformation. Forget fake news. The thing that they, if it's not fake, the, the focus of most news is to look for negative source energy because yeah. it provokes fear. Mm-hmm. And what fear does is it's... Um, it causes you to keep tuning in to find out more of what you should be afraid about. Wow, yeah. So it, it's habit forming. So here is this enormous problem all over the world because there is power in thought control. Obviously, we know that's what, that's what all we talk about on the podcast is, is thought control. And so it can either, it'll either come from you. You're going to control your thoughts to success or your thoughts are going to be controlled for you. And if you're using, if you're, if you are subjecting yourself to fearful thoughts for thought control, the problem is people are, people are still willing to be told what to think. And that's just laziness, which we keep coming back up to that word often. Fake news is just a form of disinformation in news media and online and social media. And here's the thing. And I imagine a world where people are collectively imagining solutions to problems. And, but right now, news is creating a negative world all around us where people are imagining the negative thing that they are instructed to believe. So that's what's manifesting around the world. That's what the world at large is attracting to itself. A utopia is possible when people, if when we are uh, have evolved to a place where we can all collectively come to a state of mind in agreement to see the world is a better place. Wow, I love that we're really focusing today on getting out of that weak mindset of of asking and moving into this this mindset and like you said, that posture of putting a demand on the things that we're believing for, that we're believing to see show up in our lives. Not only the things that we're believing for, but how we feel about life and how we feel about those things. Um, I love what you said about the fake news. You know, fake news is bad, but the real news is even worse. <laughs> so news in general <laughs> is horrible. Stay, stay away from it. Choose choose 
choose what you're feeding on. Watch your gates. Watch yeah. what you're putting in your mind and your thoughts. You want to, to remain attached to positive source energy because you're advancing your mind, body, and soul. Health to the to the body is uh, is coming from positive source. Negative source is always going to uh, to lead to dis-ease. And dis-ease is another way of just saying disease. And it sickens the body to meditate on, on those kind of things. So here, here's the thing. The law of kinetic belief, it removes the struggle of achievement for you and rearranges your life. It's priceless. The transformation begins to happen to you rather than just from your physical efforts. And the best part is once you have unbecome negative influencers, you become a reflection of your original purpose. Just like an orange tree, I'm telling you, will never be an apple tree. You will never, you'll, you'll never be who you used to be after applying the law of kinetic belief to your physical body and your, your mind and your soul. Through the redirection of your habitual self, and you can do this, you become something greater. And the best part is it's fun. And, the, and, and what's even more astounding is the greater part that you're becoming, it already exists. And you know it. You you know it's already in you. That's why that's why you're so easily offended because other people aren't agreeing with what you know. You were created by an original bias for you in the image of the Creator to experience the natural while you're here on the earth. There were no spiritual birth effects. You you your soul is made perfectly the way it's supposed to, and that's why you get so aggravated and you can't and, and you just you, you're so quick to lose your temper and you're upset by things going on around you because it's not in agreement with what you know to be true. So you agree with yourself. That's the agreement. That's all that's required. That's the source of your success, is you coming into agreement with original source energy, the positive, powerful part of you. And if, if you do that, and you can hold on to that, and you imagine that, and you expect it, and you put a demand on that, it will come to pass. It has to come to pass. Quantum physics says it must. All the world's religion says it will. You need to know that it can, and it does. And get away from the negative source influencers. Get away from those people that are speaking negatively into your life if you have to. Put them on notice. You were created with an inalienable right to inhabit your unique original purpose. So do it. Life's too short not to. You were designed to experience the authentic you, where nothing is missing, nothing is broken, where you have the ability to exist above and not beneath any negative circumstances, any negative people, any negative job, any negative report or news, any bad report from a doctor. While enjoying great success in your life's purpose, you have within you the perfect expression of peace and joy and happiness. It's already there. The person that you desire to be is who you are supposed to be. You were never meant to be someone as defined by the judgments and all those negative expectations of other people. So you go back to the beginning and start right there and kinetically journal that. The law of kinetic belief, look, it's going to work for you 24-7 to extravagantly endue and empower you with your original success. Quantum physics has proven that you have a built-in advantage. So trust in that, regardless of how how big your vision for happiness and achievement is, you have within you right now the authority to possess your purpose for living. I think that's always one of the biggest secrets to success of this is 
that you are not trying to change into something that you're not. You're actually just working and pursuing your original self, that real you, the real intent, the original intent of you um, that's really untouched by all the negativity in the world. That's just a beautiful way to see yourself. That's I love right. that. And you can never tire this and you can stay with it and stay with it and stay with it. And, you know, we, we mentioned a couple of times today uh, maybe how challenging it would be to continue to stay in this and how you can, might you might get tired of doing it and you want to go back. There's nothing more tiring than living a life you were never supposed to live. True. You know, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the health of the eye seems to demand a horizon. Mm-hmm. He said, we are never tired so long as we can see far enough. Mm, I love that. It's energizing. This should be energizing to you, this process. As long as you have an imagination, you will never tire. That's beautiful. As long as you see beyond the present, you'll never grow weary. Mm. Something you, that you've said recently that really stuck with me is that um, just the, just the mere fact that you are pursuing this mindset means you will succeed, which I really love. Yeah, I thought that was so cool and really encouraging because a lot of us, I think, sometimes wonder if we're going to finish the race. And you know what? Just the fact that you've already made that first step, that you're believing for something, that means that you'll get there. And you turn you you turn upside down your uh, understanding of what success even means. You're not trying to become something you're not. You're trying to be, you're just going back to the original that you already are. Yeah, you're, you were great. you came into the you came into this world successful. And as time came and went, you became unsuccessful. So you unbecome all the unsuc- all the the uh, unsuccessful events to reveal the original source energy of your perfection. So powerful. Advancing toward completion, mind, body, and soul, yeah. and then you affirm that, and you you change what you the way that you talk and say the positive things. Let's do it right now, and let's just say this out loud. Say my conviction conviction to succeed. My conviction to succeed is stronger than ever. Is stronger than ever. My greatest desire is relentless. My greatest desire is relentless. My resolve is constantly attracting my dream. My resolve is constantly attracting my dream. My mind is firmly fixed. My mind is firmly fixed. On achieving my heart's desire. On achieving my heart's desire. My steadfast determination. My steadfast determination. Overcomes all obstacles in life. It overcomes all obstacles in life. My unwavering determination. My unwavering determination. It keeps me going. It keeps me going. No matter what. No matter what. My unwavering determination my unwavering determination it goes before me it goes before me everywhere I go everywhere I go nothing can keep me from attaining my goals 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 nothing can stand in the way nothing can stand in the way of me realizing my heart's desire of me realizing my heart's desire nothing can stop me from a great life nothing can stop me from a great life nothing can stop me from living my dreams. 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 Nothing will ever stop me again. Nothing will ever stop me again. That's it. Pow. Pow. Stop (laughs) asking. Start demanding. I demand to have a great rest of today. (laughs) (laughs) I think I can't help it after this. This has been great. Well, um, just a reminder to everyone, kineticbelief.com has all the amazing resources that you're looking for because obviously this podcast is not enough. You're going to want more. You're going to need more. So go check out those worksheets, the workbooks, and most importantly, the guided journal.
The Guided Journal is back in stock again. Law of Attraction, 100-Day Guided Journal. It is a challenge to you. Whatever it is that you're imagining to see and believe in your life, go through the Guided Journal process. I wrote this and created it some years ago, and um, and I'm telling you, it's an, it's an experience. And you, if you meditate on the, the things that I'm teaching through that journal, it will change your life. And it does make all of this so much easier, but you go through it. And I guide you day by day with, if, if you're wanting to uh, attract people, perfected health, um, advancing your mind, your body, your soul, whatever it is, a better relationship, if you want to improve or perfect your marriage, whatever it is, this is the way to do it. Try it. Just do it for a hundred days and see what happens. I think you will be at, no, I know you will be amazed. I think one of the coolest things about that, uh, law of attraction guided journal is also that every single day has completely original and specific to the topic of what you're writing about on that day, illustrations, watercolor illustrations. And it is beautiful. It does not repeat. It's so powerful. I mean, we've even had a few people, you know, order a few of them and they just do a different topic for each 100 days. Get one for yourself and get one for a gift for somebody that you love. It's a great time of year to do that. And uh, also keep, uh, keep checking for us coming to your area for a Mastering the Universe workshop. You don't want to miss one of those. That's life-changing as well. It's so life-changing. Yeah. Oh, it's always a blast. And we're also doing a podcast live recording brunches, which is really exciting too. So check the website, kineticbelief.com for those events. And don't forget to follow Stephen on Instagram at Stephen with a V Canyon like the Grand Canyon. So much fun, Megan. As always, see you back again tomorrow. Okay. okay? See you then. Hey, stop asking. Okay. Start demanding. I will be demanding. (laughs) Okay. See (laughs) you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye.